Hello and welcome to Weekly Open. I'm Brian. Got Luke and Josh here. How you doing, guys? Doing good, man. Good. We're live. Excellent. Love to hear it. <laughs> well, before we get to the show with our people who are definitely alive, let me tell you about FTX. Go to weeklyopen.com slash FTX, where you can trade any crypto asset that's supported by the FTX application. It's a mobile-friendly application where you can trade directly from one asset to the other with no fees. Nice and cheap, easy. Track your portfolio, of course, and then uh, earn yield on your tokens. You can do it on the FTX app. 5% beyond $10,000, 8% for your first $10,000 only on the FTX app. Weeklyopen.com slash FTX. Thanks to them for being our partners. All right, Josh, you got some target down there that I don't like, but you want to tell me about it? I just can't wait to hear all the bullish things both of you are about to tell me. <laughs> You're about to bathe me. You're about to baptize me in bullishness. <laughs> and I am over here on the other side of things thinking, man, we are in some serious trouble. Duck isn't here. Duck would be on my side today, okay? Duck is in the middle of nowhere. Living life, and we're out here talking about a market that is choppy down. Can we the very talk least. about how Don exited all markets and went on vacation? Like, Thomas, that's, what you you're, that's what you're supposed to do at the end of the year, right? Actually, he bought ETH. I forgot. He told us that he bought ETH. Signs of a good macro trader, you time your vacations when the market is down. I mean, that's, that's next level <laughs> stuff. We all hope to be Don someday. Uh, Josh, let, give us a lay of the land. What's, what's the situation? Well, we're at all time highs and now we're not. <laughs> so <laughs> that's basically, that's basically where we're at here. Uh, you know, we were at all time highs. Everybody was happy. I was like, yeah, six, seven K. And then we just saw no volume and now we're getting all this volume and we're going down. That's not a good sign. You know, it's just not a good sign. Everyone's happy to sell here. Nobody was happy to buy at the top. Just uh, look at this, this uh, in hindsight now, obviously, but um, this volume div on the way up. I don't know, man. This doesn't look good. I don't know about you, Luke, but it's a rough looking chart on ETH. And I was, ETH was, ETH was the one. ETH was the chosen one Let's to go see. higher. ETH was supposed to outperform BTC on the chart in the moment. Now, historically, it's never outperformed BTC in Q4, but it should have, and it didn't, and I'm disappointed. Wow. I, I don't know. I can Luke, what do you think? Disappointment. I mean, ETH is kind of outperforming BTC. I guess not for the past week. But if you take out just a seven-day period, ETH is like still versus Bitcoin. Well, is this how you want to do it? Is this like, is this... Is this the, the hill everybody wants to die on when they see BTC is stronger than, than, than it's ever been? <laughs> I don't disagree that things look bad, but ETH BTC still looks good. Well, obviously, we'll look at that chart soon. I don't know. Weird spot. I have a couple. This of is hideous. This is hideous. If nobody was invested in any of this, no one would buy this here. Nobody. It looks hideous. It's, it's close to the ugliest thing I've ever seen. It, it is awful. Good. It is so awful. Um, but you tell, you tell me, Brian, what do you think? <laughs> uh, there's a couple of things. I, I will point to two things on Bitcoin specifically that um, okay. give me reasons for pause, but also still uncertainty. Um, so on the weekly chart, my... Primary, the high time frame or... Uh, yeah, my prime. <laughs> no, this is a bad thing. This is, this is a bearish okay. thing. The 20-week... Fast moving average is, was lost and retested last week, and it looks like it could break down from here. Um, sometimes that creates like flush style environments, essentially. Um, but historically, what it tells you is like you just don't need to bother being long until it re clears it. Like, usually with BTC on a weekly chart, when it clears the 20 week on the top side, like it's a good trade signal and you can like get, get long and stay long essentially right now that's at uh say 52.8 roughly and that's 10 percent above from where it is so like your downside's not like what you lose not being in that trade is not much unfortunately my other signal that i tend to like is the 200 day and um 
it's like right on support. So it's kind of, it puts me in a bit of a no man's land. Um, and also the 200 days, like super flat because Bitcoin really hasn't done anything interesting all year. Um, if you consider like back to January 8th was kind of the peak momentum as in like, you know, the, the price action isolation in Bitcoin, like everybody was in Bitcoin, all that stuff really peaked January 8th, even though the high wasn't until April. It's kind of a distribution top. And then we've had this wide ranging spectrum, no new lows, no nothing special right on the 200 day, basically at the mean right now. So it's not exactly screaming to get out. Um, but with the 20 week, that's, that's always been like one of my favorite trading zones for Bitcoin. So uh, you could say like you could play it to new lows or something. So like maybe sub 42, sub 43, but that's another 10, 12% down. So like how far do you let it go down before you just, you know, get wrecked. Um, and then on the Ethereum side, it is right at the 20 week. Um, and Ethereum has also been fairly obedient to this uh, moving average. Yet it's 200 day is at about 3250. Um, so it's, eh, it's losing its all time high breakout. It's at a zone of like, needs to recover this on the intraday like this needs to close in my mind above about 3900 today um or else it's in like some pretty serious troubles um if it can get above 3900 then i would consider it still within the range between like kind of no breakout uh 40 you know it really needs to be above 43 4400 if you're gonna go to like all-time highs or something like that but it is at risk of losing the daily trend and it is also at risk of like going below the uh, high time frame trend as well. So it's not like Excel markets right this moment, but it's definitely um, looks dicey. I will admit I kind of <clears throat> like this on a Monday from a weekly perspective, because if we recover, um, if there's intra week bullish price action, it just looks like a wick that was well defended. Um, and same for like that 200 day, go retest the 20. If we do retest the 20 on BTC, uh, the back getting back above some of those moving averages is like high conviction. Um, so this is a balance between ETH and BTC for me. I'm not looking at anything else. I don't care about anything else. I want actually to see money flow from those things to these things. Um, I would love to see a concentration of funds to like relative values. And I think the best relative values in crypto are probably Ethereum and Bitcoin versus many other things that have, uh, you know, flown close to the sun and probably need to chill. I think it'll be disappointing if the method of chilling is straight up dollars. Um, one other note is we're correlating heavily to stocks. Um, stock minus the fact that they had a bullish engulfing week, but like they're opening this morning down, we go down with them. You know what I mean? Um, so we're kind of attached to their low time frames, even though stocks had a nice recovery last week that we didn't really follow through with. Um, I, I think this is all like end of year stuff. Um, just end of year rotation trade stuff. And I don't know what the solution is yet. I don't think the the bull market is over, over, over. I just think that like this could be painful for a while in terms of like, even if it's just sideways, like sideways can be also can be painful as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sideways you have, uh, at least the Josh is hovering his mouse over right now. It was that May, June, July ending in August. That was we had basically already dumped the 40 or 50%. Things weren't really going lower. And I remember that being pretty painful. And that just sounds weird, Bitcoin being at 30 or 40K. Like even right now, Bitcoin's at 50K, you know, plus or minus. And it's like... Uh, it's been sideways it, and it's hurt. That's what I'm saying. But it's, it's kind of funny. Like we're already living that meme. I remember even like two years ago, we used to share and say, you know, Bitcoin has risen to 100K. It's dumped 50% to 40K and people think it's dead. It's kind of funny, like the numbers are so big that we're living that meme already where it's like Bitcoin dumps 30% to 50K. It's like people say it's dead, but it's it's like, yeah, like our norm, we got used to Bitcoin rising uh, and all of a sudden 50K doesn't sound so fun anymore. But 
Um, you know, maybe the solution is just enjoy the holidays and people get back to work after. I don't know. It doesn't look pretty. I won't, uh, I won't deny that. It's just, when we don't have like a blow off top, really, we have another rounded top for Bitcoin. We had another kind of rounded top for ETH at least over the past year, like the market has dealt with those a lot better than we ever have dealt with a blow off top. And so I don't know if it just takes a ranging period for two months. I don't know if it takes a rounded bottom um, and, you know, funding rates going negative. I don't know. I don't really know what it takes. Um, I don't think Bitcoin needs look too attractive to be buying, but I, I just still don't think like the whole market is over. I think there's, there's too many games right now. that are still fun to play and still printing that, um, that it all stops, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, there's not significant long exposure or open interest or anything right now. So, um, you know, it's not like, it's not like the market is hyper leveraging at the same time that <laughs> everything's going down. That would be problematic. Um, all the funding and open interest and stuff is, is fine. There's nothing, nothing concerning there. Josh, do you have any I'm thoughts just, there? I'm just, I'm just watching the ticker get melted as we're talking. Uh, yeah, it's like we, we already destroyed so much open interest. How much more is left to be destroyed, you know, as far as on the long side of things? You Not really. Bybit. I think you Not said Bybit. Bybit was short already on... Uh, ETH or something. I don't know. It doesn't look good. We're losing levels. We shouldn't be losing if we're bullish. It's not like it's not bull market territory or bear market territory just yet, but man, I did not want to close out the year like this. Did not want to close out the year like this. Cause I just don't like, nobody likes ranging, right? People like bullishness or bearishness. Ranging is the true bear market because uh, it's just hard to trade that. I don't know. I think the best we can hope for is like a, a, a higher or a lower high here at like 56. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have nothing really. Cause like, this is just a range that we're just in for a year. We were in this range for a year. Usually when uh, we get these, that's not fun. Usually when we get these large, um, cliffs and in open interest though, like price might range for a while, but it's usually the, the market usually doesn't leave like a ton of downside. You know what I mean? On a price perspective, because you wiped out the people who were the worst levered, <laughs> you know, they're, they're gone. Um, so I, I don't think like if we wash out, it's uh, because people got long or something like that. I think if we wash out, it's because spot uh, people with spot exposure started to reduce it um now i will say like just looking at low time frames i realize there's a five minute chart but like there was some pretty heavy capitulatory low time frame volume on ethereum on coinbase um like when i go back to kind of where the selling has been it's almost on par with like the big wick down that we had that took off all that open interest but it's also um kind of on level from a four hour standpoint for where we established multiple bottoms um, since we topped. So it's like, yes, it's gross, but also um, I think, I think we, I personally think like there was a decent amount of like, just kind of get me out of here type of selling this morning. And to the point of what I'm, what I want to see on the weekly is just recovery to like flip those trends back. And Josh, you got it over there on the left, that box, like sometimes these ugliest patterns where people finally stop believing, they stop buying the dip, they stop longing, open interest is down, it looks like trash, looks like continuation downward bear market, it's all over, and that's the bottom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these are pretty ruthless markets in terms of just like every time you just buy the consolidation and, uh, you know, pray it breaks up, like that hasn't worked very well on majors, at least in crypto this year. Um, so I, I think that maybe that's opium, but that's my thought. Like the fundamental side of things lines up to where we could have continuation upward. I just don't know what this could morph into that. It turns magically into a reversal bottom. I, I don't even know at this point, it's got nothing on any time frame. 
because uh, even on the daily, if we go to the daily cloud, it's it's good night for ETH. It's game over because we are in the cloud with a bearish DK cross. The bottom is what's the top of that? What's the top of that cloud? Nothing. Nothing would change even at like four K, yeah, forty one hundred. Um, so it depends on how you're looking at it, I guess. Like it could it could just range sideways in that too. You know, like it doesn't. Yes, it it could go to thirty six. What's the that like flat bottom? Um, well, that's like if it does it tomorrow to thirty. That's thirty three. That's basically current price thirty seven. Two hundred days at thirty four. Yeah. So All like that's within could, the wick. Of, yeah, you could fill the wick, go to 33, 34, something like that. And like that would be your best indication that some temporary selling is done, I guess. But um, you're going to get a bounce in here that's going to piss people off, even if even if we are done, <laughs> you know. You know what ETH needs? It needs a Peter Schiff. It needs someone that is so remarkably good at tweeting the bottom that it bounces. I just don't know if ETH has that. Uh, Udi? Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say Udi as well. <laughs> Udi, doesn't, uh, Udi doesn't actually hate ETH though. Like he, he just is a meme king. He hates. I, I, he doesn't like. It's me. just there's nothing here that looks good. The soul looks absolutely trash, trash, just so bad. The price action since November sixth, seventh, uh, since that high, the slow, slow bleeding out nonstop. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Sol is like clearly in distribution mode. What else can we even look at that's bullish? I guess Matic, we can look at Matic. AVEX also looks not amazing. You know, it's not like screaming anymore. Matic hopefully looks decent. Okay, that's an ugly candle today. <laughs> um, we had talked about this on Matic a bit, but Matic was kind of like ETH where it was setting up for this grand grand pattern to break out I just kind of didn't do anything you know where are the people where are the people buying the coins where are they <laughs> you know what even even another like kind of meme sector like sand and the metaverse stuff even looks topish like that doesn't look good <laughs> it looks like distribution um, after a huge move maybe I mean if you're trying to seek trades, I wonder if like long short pairs are the way to go. You know, like if you want to fade the hypey stuff into value, you still have some upside potential. Um, but if you're anticipating kind of a move back to the mean for metaverse or layer one or like whatever narratives, sushi's catching a bit today, which makes sense. The sushi CTO capitulated public drama there's a takeover bid now from danny and like the abracadabra kind of world um those are always fun i guess <laughs> i mean this whole thing is like it's like btc all over you why would you trade this over btc or ETH? like this i just don't see it you know it's it's the same thing but worse um it's like should we talk about ETH BTC? Uh, considering it's the only chart that has looked good for the past couple of weeks, this week changed that, but yeah. It's the only thing that's been going up, and that's a pair trade. Well, I think it's, yeah, I think it just maintain it's maintaining its trend still. Like, it's obviously on its second week of red after a breakout, but it's not lost the breakout, you know? Right, right. From a Does perspective. Does it look dead? No. Does it look good? No. <laughs> I don't think it looks bad at all. I don't either. It, I it, look, it looks fine, but it, it like it's not it, it's so uninspiring. All this stuff is just like when you're trying to find something that's bullish in in a chart, like you you've already lost. It's already that's it, you know? It shouldn't it shouldn't take effort. It's like a fart. Okay, if you have to force it, it's probably crap, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what? You never heard this? Uh, I don't want to hear Never considered that in my trading, but now I might. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to be long up here. I think long at the breakout, you'd still be up a little bit from like 0 0.7, 0 0.077 or something. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of going down the list, and we're definitely in the almost everything looks terrible season. Um, like, my entire watch list is a big dumpster fire. For it's just moment. tough. It's the middle of December. It's the end of the year. I don't know. You know, does does anybody really think we're going to be magically bullish into January? Do you guys think that? I think we could, yeah. I guess I you have to, to, I think we could. I think stocks have to turn around because Bitcoin is just tracking them way too closely on low time frames. But outside of that, it's like, yeah, does Bitcoin, even if it bounces 10%, all of a sudden look like a good trade? I'm not sure. Probably not. Um, I think, it, like a, I think over like 52, 53, but that's a pretty hefty bounce from now. It's like, yeah, what, yeah. 15%? Yeah, about. I do think Bitcoin needs some narrative. Like it's got narrative issues right now. Um, the other thing that all of this assists is the b- continued bleed out of stuff like Doge. Um, you know, Doge peaked at 69. Well, it went to 75, but like, you know, it literally peaked on SNL. This was SNL. You want to know what day was Elon on SNL? Somewhere back here. <laughs> One of these top two days, May 8th or whatever, May 9th. And, uh, after a very long, I guess you could call it a distribution, consolidation, whatever. Like people at 27 cents, most people were wrecked, but the people who were in at a third of it, one cent, were not, <laughs> you know? Um, so we're just kind of con- continuing to see the bleed out and look at the liquidity on it too. Doge was literally responsible for centralized exchange volumes being skyrocketed in the second quarter. Um, so. Doge. I think that, yeah, that, that trade's the easiest to see unwind. With Doge, with Sheeb, it's like yeah. meme coins just suffer the fastest whenever retail's gone. Yep, and it's, it's going to happen every single time. It's going back to probably a penny in the long term, but a nickel, I think, in the, like, I think Doge could go back to, like, five cents next quarter. Would Doge um, still be up? It'd still be up on the year at five cents. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It'd still be up, like, 5x. Speaking yeah, of... Did you see the Times person of the year today? Was it Elon Musk? It was Elon Musk. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I thought that was hilarious. Good on him. He's cashing out a billion dollars of Tesla stock a day. Like, and, and, and you know, I don't blame him. It's over $1,000. I would love to know if he, like, owned if he's still a doge whale or whatever, if he sold those, anything like that, <laughs> I find that fascinating. I find his view on uh, like his role in doge fascinating. Like, is he just doing it because it's fun? Um, or does he believe in it? I don't, I don't know, but I would hate to be in a Tesla trade where the CEO and richest man in the world is dumping to the tune of a billion dollars a day. Like one percent. I mean, he's worth about a hundred billion, right? Maybe more. But let's just say one percent of his net worth per day that he's cr- making liquid from the company that he owns. I mean, how is this thing not dead? Right? How's Tesla going? That's it's inverted Adam and Eve, declining volume. It's <laughs> this it's hard thing looks sh- so horrible. It's hard to short though. Like I, I tried to short it, played some kind of spread thing, and then eventually just was like, well. That's over, <laughs> you know. Um, the problem is this is so correlated with crypto. It's like I don't want to root for Tesla to die because that means crypto is going to go with it. You know, we can look at this on like the one minute. I bet it correlates pretty closely. That kind of makes me sad. It is. It's, it is sad, but you know, pretty similar for Ark Invest too, isn't it? Like with uh, probably yeah. With Tesla going down. Arc has been getting clobbered, even with Tesla maintaining its price. So now with Tesla losing its price, the ch- I feel like Arc could really get slaughtered. Um, like Kathy, Kathy, didn't she say like something about soul searching the other day? Yeah. Like yeah, that's that's not a good look. <laughs> Just say that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely think in stocks and in crypto. A, f- a rotation to value can be really painful for almost everyone in the market. Yeah, this is like 
highly correlated to Tesla like today for some reason. Don't know why, but what? Just tech stocks, man. Are, no, BTC. BTC and Tesla are like one to one on the minute. Just ever since this opened, uh, right? That's today, yeah. Ever since Monday, we're just sliding, sliding, sliding. Meanwhile, Apple is yeah. like almost at its highest. But I think that that actually makes sense because Apple's not near as overvalued as many other companies, you know, like they're just incredibly profitable. Um, yeah, I just think, I think stocks are going through a rotation out of the meme stocks, out of the um, favored hype stocks. AMC's down 17% today. That's awesome. Oof. These need, these concepts need to unwind. They need to, it's part oh, for sure. And you can look at our landscape and you can at minimum point at like the Doge and Shiba's and stuff of the world. And it's the same exact thing. The question is whether like larger market participants are going to lump Bitcoin and Ethereum into that same category, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, are we going to be the equivalent of a meme stock? When I hear people in legacy markets talk about crypto, they often say it like, you know, it's just a big bubble, whatever, whatever. And like, for us, it's, ooh, look at GME. Wow. Good. It needed to happen. Um, <laughs> but like, for us, Bitcoin and Ethereum are the real things. And then there's a bunch of meme stuff on top. But like people in legacy markets, that many of them who, who carried the trades for Ethereum and Bitcoin considered them in the kind of the same basket as the meme stocks. And I wonder if some of that, like, people taking those trades off is partly what's impacting us. I mean, how did GameStop and AMC stay up so high for so long? Like, because I feel like it were so short, dude, like they were hundred percent of their float was short. So they couldn't close, you know, like, or they were getting carried out to the street and somebody picked up their positions. Um, I, I just feel like people haven't talked about those since they talked, they were bullish on Doge, bullish on Sheeb. It's like that trade, Man, it took a long time for that to finally come back like it is today. Yeah. It even it even faked people out twice. Oh, I, I even said I even said this looks pretty bullish at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It looked great. Like it was GME, so like the fundamentals were not on your side, but somebody in the chat is saying I've become what I swore I would destroy. I don't even know what that means. There's there's some serious anger in the chat this morning. I imagine it's just widespread on Twitter right now as well. Things are things are not looking good. Tell me that's not bullish though. <laughs> um, it's not bullish yet. It's the beginning of the the top, the end of the top, beginning of something. It's the beginning of something. It uh, I don't know. I see a bunch of NFT stuff on Twitter lately today. Just people slinging insults at each other i love it i love it this is why we're here this is entertainment yeah. what's hard is when you're trying to use that type of sentiment as a potential bottom like there's nothing that means it has to be today you know like it could be tomorrow or the next day and 15 or 20 percent lower <laughs> so it's uh it's a bit of a challenge if you're trying to use use that as your signal that's why I love seeing, you know, I don't love seeing projects fall apart, but seeing sushi fall apart, it's like, yes, that's what we want. We want a governance problem. We need, we need drama. We need skin in the game. We need people to pick a side. That's what you need. That's how Bitcoin got to where it got. It had the narrative for so long for so many people. And ETH, again, the fundamentals, you'd have no idea we've burned so many coins. You'd have no idea we locked up so many coins in ETH 2.0. You'd have no clue that we're, we were deflationary at some point in time. You'd have, find, you'd have no idea. Can we find any charts that are bullish? I mean, a single crypto chart that's bullish? Yeah. Maddox still looks okay. But other than that, I don't know. I think it's hysterical that sushi actually looks okay because of this. On what planet is that okay to you? Eh, it might be like, a double bottom. It's got volume. Sure. I'm not going to lie, the Funk USD chart looks pretty bullish. I don't even know what that is. That's going to be NFT land, though. I mean, outside, like, liquid crypto coins, it's not going to be DeFi, Metaverse getting toasted as well. Layer 1 getting toasted. Yeah, memes, less so. Memes getting toasted. I mean, maybe you can call dominance, like, bottomy. 
Okay. I mean, I'm, but dominance is basically just that it's an, it's an Ethereum trade. It's like if ETH is going up, dominance is going to drop. If ETH pulls back, dominance goes up. ETH takes up such a big percent. It's basically an ETH BTC chart. <laughs> yeah. Dominance needs, there, we need a new dominance index. I would like to create that. I'm just lazy. Um, some of the chats saying, some of the chats saying Dixie looks bullish. Um, it's been consolidating at these highs. However, it's a pretty strong weekly resistance. Josh and I talked about this Friday. Um, like it's not if you look the cloud the cloud and uh, and the Dixie play pretty nicely together sometimes or usually and it's kind of at the top of the cloud so it could like if it falls it could it's got a long way to go from like 96 to 93 or something where you would want to load back up um here we go I, f I found a bullish chart you found a bullish chart share it someone's been talking about uh it's dusk someone's been talking about this on twitter as well i think it was sad start uh, i was talking about rotation to dusk rotation to usk from dust to dust. <laughs> Are you gonna share? Yeah, let me pull it up. Mm. I had seen stuff on Twitter about it. I didn't look into it, but I mean, hey, made a high. That's a start. It might be the only coin. This probably has to. It has to be top one hundred, right? What's dust market cap? It might be the only coin in the top one hundred still making new highs. What about near? Somebody was asking about that. Unfamiliar. This is maybe the one in the layer one I just didn't rotate to. But it's like how long, I don't know. Is this like the Luna of last week? Like Luna had a good push as well when basically nothing caught its footing. Even as things dumped, it's like Luna could keep going. Is Dust this week's Luna? I'm not sure. I don't know enough about Dusk. Um. Dusk is number 331. Near is number 32 in rank. Okay. Near's a VC yeah, I don't know. Coin. Yeah. I'll show it to you. Uh, eh, it's rangy. Yeah, it's like even, even Dusk, I don't know. Near doesn't look bad. It just doesn't look anything to me. This kind of reminds me of what AVAX did. You know, like breakup range maybe it has a move in it and then distribute again it's and i think the biggest the biggest decision to make if you're ever trading me is like the reason the avax and luna and those trades were so easy is because you didn't have to just pick like they weren't the only ones going up and everything else was down they were the ones going up the most while everything was going up <laughs> so it was it was such an easier trend to ride uh, cause you didn't have to worry about the next day being down 10 or 15%. It's like when there's only one or two of these going up, the rest of the market's red. Yeah, it's just so much harder to strong hand it. It can turn around way quicker. I'm just, I'm not sold on it. I'll definitely look at it later today, but I wouldn't be too excited buying dusk and near today, uh, for the rest of the month. You know, there is a bit of a, um, divergence, but kind of exhausted momentum play on Bitcoin, but it's not near as, as strongly reflected in ETH. Um, the only reason I bring that up is like on a daily basis, that's not a terrible way to look at Bitcoin. Like momentum and, and RSI and stuff is usually a challenge, but during a, a bull market, like Bitcoin just doesn't reset all the way back to a 30 RSI very frequently. And it, not only did that, but it's also starting to diverge a bit. So that could be something to watch. Again, not to say that it means um, up only from here, but you, know, you can even see how, what happened last time, like people capitulated and it just showed a sign of sideways, not down. You know what I mean? Um, it, it should never be your reason for taking a trade, but it can be complimentary sometimes. Like you can be a hero and take longs here and it might work out, but you're not going to convince me, not you specifically, Brian, but just in general, you're not going to convince you with probably any evidence that, yeah, this is a good time to be long here. Like, well, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't see it on anything. I am losing key levels that we need to hold. I am currently 
on a margin basis longer than I've been all year. <laughs> as of this morning and some of it's by accident i uh longed with um it's on eth right yeah that's on eth and it was i i started uh i had a small position and i started adding to it at 3900 and then 3800 but one of them i made my order too high on accident and now my uh relative leverage normally i'm on kind of like a 0.5 maybe 1x leverage on my collateral that i'm using and now I'm at like three, four X, something like that of the collateral that I have at risk. That is not my like whole account. That's just the collateral that I have at risk. So it's not on like a percentage of my net worth. I'm probably like 0.2 X long. You know what I mean? Like it's not that significant, but it's significant within the venue that I'm trading. <laughs> um, I just think the risk reward here is pretty good if we're, if we're not going to die this week, then I think that we're going to get a bounce. Turn around Tuesday, baby. <laughs> okay. I mean, hey, I'm still holding a bunch of crypto. I'll, I'll be happy to sell it higher. Uh, this week's for me is going to be the week where I'm like, okay, I just sell it all and come back next year. Yeah, this is like your, uh, you just reset, right? Yeah. I don't, I actually think from a, like, if you're down in USD right now, you could probably take your loss and rotate <laughs> to a different asset. <laughs> like essentially wash trade. Just double down, asset. baby. Double down. You can wash trade from a tax perspective. And even if you want to stay in the market, it's probably. Not. I do not endorse that comment by Brian. <laughs> he is an independent person. That's not illegal. His views do not represent it's my not, views. That is not illegal <laughs> in a tax perspective for crypto. It is for stocks. You would get, um, they would give you like a wash trade designation and you don't get to take the tax credit. It doesn't mean you can't do it, but in crypto you can, you can like you could sell if you're in Bitcoin and you want to be in ETH, you could sell your Bitcoin by ETH if you're down in USD. Or if you bought the dip on AVAX and you, now you want ETH, like you can sell AVAX for ETH or whatever and not get tagged for that. It's just it's not a bad, It's I'm just saying it's not a bad strategy. You know, it's still up over the past week. Tron, 2% green over the past week. That's a name I haven't heard of in a long time. Tron. Tron. Yeah, it's good. Like they just need it's slow move to relevance. Like Ripple accomplished that this cycle, you know? Like did Ripple trade? Yes. Was Luke the only one talking about it? Yes. <laughs> well, hold on. You know who was more bullish in Ripple than me was was Don, you know. <laughs> but like it really wasn't part of like the trading narrative or it's true. Like that. And that's it, that's it is thing. true. That's a good thing. I think for the first time too, like not only did it underperform, but it was like, I just used to love trading Ripple because it would always provide high beta moves and that didn't happen this year. So I think a lot of altcoins that used to provide even just a trading opportunity, like Ripple was so fun because people love to hate it or love to love it, I guess. I think there's still some Ripple army out there. It's like all those people I think are gone. So there aren't even the big swings on the irrelevant coins anymore. They all I mean, that's the, they, they, they like transitioned perfectly from the ripple army to the ADA army. To the ADA. Yeah. It's just funny. It's like what kills a coin isn't necessarily prices dropping. It's more that it just stops being volatile. And then it's like, no one really cares anymore. No one charts it. No one looks at it. No one trades it. Like that is, that's the death of a coin is no more moves. Uh, show me on that chart the day that ADA, supposedly release smart contracts i bet you it's at the top <laughs> supposedly release them i think it's over here no no, no. i think they, <laughs> i think they released like their smart contract platform it wasn't working but i think they released it at the top when it was like three dollars they may have i think someone said the first working decks on ada is scheduled to be released like quarter one quarter two of 2022 oh, God. there's also a wild uh wild expose that came out on Twitter about ADA and how much they pay top YouTubers to make videos, like how much well, an ADA all, they're all node operators. Yeah. How much a node makes you. And I had always, I was always like, how are people talking about ADA? Like the layer one trade, such a fun trade this year, like AVAX, Solana, Luna, any, basically you pick any of them, you're doing well. And I still saw people making videos about ADA and I was always like, are they being paid to do that? And it all makes sense now. It's the node, the node operation. 
pays you like two X. Yeah. They're it's making hundred percent APY on running the node. Um, is it not like, can, can not anybody just do a node though? Like, I think you can, but in order, it's like a similar dynamic to Reflinks. It's like the only people that really benefit are those that can get, you know, tens of thousands of people to hopefully uh, click the so link every day. People are delegating do, to you, so you're like, yeah, yeah. Okay, you make it based on the deposits you bring in on your link. So it's like Carpe Boy Crypto is has an APA hey. node, and he says, "Don't let me into that." He says, "Yeah, uh, stake with me." Yeah, exactly. Um, it's one of those. They gotcha. they build an a genius incentive structure for YouTubers to shill it relentlessly, even as the worst performing layer one. Someone said uh, ADA, even before this week, was was one of the only coins below its March kind of lows when, when the entire market crashed, which I thought was wild. But Zero, Zero X Birdo says Ben Cohen makes $1 million per month on ADA staking. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, Those no were the way. numbers I saw. Yeah, and then like BitBoy, they had pretty pretty high as well, but I, I would imagine it's even higher. That is insane. That's I'm why market. I'm too honest. Screw NFTs. Screw everything. I'm being an ADA node operator, boys. <laughs> Josh, but I thought that I was out. I thought until that was he said that. <laughs> I found my real calling. Passive income. Let me tell you about this new project that I just heard about. ADA. My God. Uh, we need to clip that proof that Josh will sell his soul with his <laughs> price, one million a month. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's do it. My soul can't be worth more than that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it just can't be. It can't be. Carpe Ponzi. Let's six in the chat. Uh, all right. So our conclusion is there's really only two things that are up, near and dusk. And they're not even really up. They're just not down. And they're not really up. <laughs> what would what, what about if ETH BTC breaks up? I'm curious how you two would interpret this. Obviously, the ETH USD chart still probably wouldn't look good. Um, but like, does this concern you at all? ETH BTC ledger. I know you said it doesn't, Josh. You're not a fan of it. I still think it's possible we hit point one. I don't know if it happens this month or next month, but I still think I still think this chart looks okay. ETH versus Bitcoin, not ETH USD. I mean, I still think 6K and 60K is in the cards because it makes sense for me from a, like my individual targets of Bitcoin going back to the top of the range and Ethereum hitting price expiration. And to me, that's the way that ETH gets to point one. Um, I was hoping that that would actually be able to happen this year. Uh, it seems less and less likely <laughs> considering we get, we're halfway through the month, you know, and like everybody's kind of shutting it down for the year. Yeah. Um, Sometimes, though, we do get moves that happen fast. Like, remember uh, 2017, dude, we were going absolutely ballistic, like Christmas Eve and stuff, you know? Like, you can get moves that happen pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, look at that two-week kind of top in 2017. That's not <laughs> not impossible to for things to happen quickly. But, um, yeah, 6K, 60K is my target still. When do you get bearish? Both, both of you. This is the question, both of you. When do you get bearish? If, if, what, ETH, what price if ETH loses this 20 week, like I'm going to have to reconsider my positioning on a spot basis. Um, I just, I have to have a rule set that I do follow. And most, almost all of my exposure is in ETH, which has been fine. <laughs> you know, like ETH BTC has done well or whatever. Um, so from a spot basis, I have to consider my risk reward below this level but the problem is i'd probably have to consider it on a retest not a, not like now you know i'd either have to sell it now or uh, let it dump and, and retest um so i'll be monitoring i mean I'll, honestly i'll be monitoring the market quite closely between now and the end of the year uh yeah i guess i'm just gonna stick to trading funks i mean it's like there's very few games that are that are working right now it's the only one, only one for me. Except becoming an ADA node operator. <laughs> I'm certainly not going to become an ADA node operator. I mean, it's just brutal. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I guess the jig might be up for ADA as well. At least, I don't know. I thought if the entire market was bullish while they released something like a working DEX or anything, they still had a chance to catch the hype train. Now, as everything drops and people realize, holy shit, they launched smart contracts. Nothing's different. Uh, yeah, the ADA node operators might even be hurting soon. That's how down we are. 
Wow. Down, that's a down bad. That's, the that's down seriously bad. <laughs> Somebody's rotating yeah. from BTC to ETH right now. Hey, whatever fits the narrative. I feel like, you know? there, I feel like there's like seven people trading crypto right now. Like seven it's pure, people. It's, for it's, sure. P, it's PVP again, for sure, which is basically what we had last time Bitcoin ranged for 100 days. You know, that was back in May through July. It's pure v pure, man. There's like a hundred of us on Twitter basically trading against each other. Everyone else is gone. Checked out for the holidays. I mean, I think it's legitimately like the big hedge funds kind of trying to trap each other. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, if you were looking at like pure volume profile, um, we've established a pretty hefty range here to your point earlier, Josh, like, I tend to trust these kind of uh, volume gaps that they tend to just get obliterated whenever they uh, leave one. So like sub 46 uh, is probably a trip sub 40K. I really don't think 40K would hold again. I think it's like, I, I think Bitcoin could threaten like sub 30K if it loses uh, 46. That's That's pretty nasty, right? Like that's like, a complete rehash of the July bottoms. And that would be truly disgusting <laughs> in like a macro sense. Yeah, I think the two-year MA, 730, is at 20, no, is it 18, right? And the 200-week is at 28, something like that. It's like if, you, if I want to pick a spot to like be a hero, it's from 18 to 28. Until then, let this thing range. Until we make higher highs again, I think anybody who's bullish here is, is freaking insane. Personally. Respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> I personally think uh, 18's out of the question. Oh, I mean, I, I hope it is too, but like that's where I'd be a hero. I'd be a hero all the way down there, not up here. But if you again, if you're trading on low time frames, you could care less what I have to think or say because you can get in and out by the time I change my mind anyway. So, you know, just do you. It, it would be entertaining if the 60Ks was a version of like the 2017 top. And then we had a multi-year consolidation like we had in 2018. Uh, and even, I guess, into 2019. But it was like framed between 30 and 60K. I've never really, I've not seen anybody really kind of make that case that a bear market would be 30 to 60 K range for Bitcoin for like a year plus. I mean, I've seen the S and P fractals comparing that exact scenario where we just free range here and then break out the top to like some insane target in like, you know, a year and a half or something. Yeah. I think that would really cause people a lot of pain. But that is that is so far away from what anybody's thinking about. And yeah, I agree. A lot of people would just get shrekt. They'd get shrekt on the way down. They'd get shrekt on the way up. Double shrekt at the top. But that's what we need. We need a good shrekening right now. <laughs> NFTs need to be a liquid. We need to shrek all of them. Just shrek they all already. the profile pictures. Hey, yeah, that's already that's already happened. I know. Just shrek them some more. Just I mean, non nonstop the shrekening. If you think that's not already occurring, you're mistaken. Yeah. I just can't say years. that. I, I didn't make money on the way up, so my opinion is irrelevant anyway, you know? Um, but yeah, I want I want a good shrekening. A good illiquid shrekening. No more no more calls for like new paradigm, whatever. That's what I, I think want. those those calls feels feel like they have at least stopped. What are you guys watching this week then? Is there a single trade? You're excited about a single thing. I think we're like, we need to be, we need to set the low for the week. Basically today is my thing I'm watching for. So, um, I'd like to see ETH work its way back above 3,900, like kind of work its way back into the 4k to 4,400 range. And I'd like to see, um, Bitcoin above 52 K or like above 50 K work its way into like 52, 54 to show some semblance of um, any desire for people to be in crypto majors for the end of the year. Um, 
if we don't get that, then I think like this, the, the slow grind down would be, you know, quite painful and also deliver us a pretty good buying opportunity if you're prepared for it into the new year. Um, anyway, that's my thought. Yeah. I mean, anything that looks like EBTC is still has a nice ending triangle that hasn't broken down. is still a candidate for doing bullish things, but to be bullish in the face of Bitcoin's bearishness will take some true bravery from these, these coins like Matic. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I'm too like too correlative thinking like, yeah, Bitcoin's dying. Everything's got to die. And then I miss a trade. But I'm like, oh, I should just treat these trades, these the church separately, right? I mean, Bitcoin is right on the 200-day moving average. <laughs> it's, again, like the same way it was three days ago. It bounced. Maybe this is the time it loses it. I don't know. I just think, I think we are currently at basically the pivotal point for what we're going to do for the, ne- the rest of the year. This week is critical. It's not just this week. Like the next, I mean, really you'll establish that within, over the course of maybe 48 hours. Luke, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I really haven't wanted to trade. I don't think this week is uh, is changing that outside of funks, but I've talked about that before. It's like there's there's going to be one or two NFT games that are fun right now. There's going to be one or two coins. The chat brought it up, Dusk and Near. But when there's one or two coins that are up, the rest of the things are down. It doesn't inspire confidence, and I'd rather just not play the game. So When you yeah. say that, does that mean like you maintain a healthy allocation of stables? Do you Are you just kind of still in majors but willing to manage whatever drawdown comes from them? How do you look at How do you actually look at that? Yeah, much smaller percentage of, of Luna and AVAX. Uh, and then the ETH that I have is just because I'm trading funks. But it's not like I'm happy to be holding ETH spot. It's just like, I, I think there are a lot of people like that with Bitcoin and ETH. Bitcoin less so, but with ETH, it's like, you kind of always, I guess you don't always have to hold some ETH, but if you're buying NFTs or trading NFTs, you're always going to be long some amount of ETH. Um, but I more meant in terms of new trades. Like I'm definitely not spinning anything up. I'm like, oh, I'm going to ape into this. Like this just hasn't happened for two weeks now. I mean, even since before Miami. Um, so yeah, I have some ETH to, to play the, the funk trade, but other than that, nothing out there for me. All right. Well, Keep an eye on those uh, large, you know, big round numbers, everybody. Good luck. Preserve your buying power and your capital. Don't over leverage. Guess that's where we're <laughs> leaving it, right? Don't over leverage. Wow, that's, like that's, so, that's so wholesome. I mean, I think we need more leverage. We need more heroes. Buy that knife. Catch that uh, knife. Let it stab you in the in the hand. That's not how we treat our listeners. I'm Buy it all. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Go to weeklyopen.com slash FTX. If you do choose to buy the dip or capitulate, you can trade both ways on FTX at weeklyopen.com slash FTX directly from one asset to the other and earn yield. Whether you're earning that yield on stables or majors, it's up to you. 5% beyond $10,000, 8% up to $10,000. Track your portfolios. You've known and loved. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.